welcome to Dynastream's podcast, I said a prayer for you today. My hope is that you will be powerfully encouraged through real life situations, prayers, and encouraging words. Each episode is from the heart, not trying to be perfect, just being real for real needs. Feel free to share these episodes with those that you feel may need some loving strength. All right, let's begin. Hello, my friend. I'm here to encourage you today. The mighty one will save. The scriptures in my heart come out of a couple words. So I'm going to read the scriptures for you because I just believe that God's word is stronger than whatever I share with you. God's word will never return void. And so for that, I am so grateful and so thankful. And I just ask that you be grateful and thankful for God's word and for his truth that will never return void in your life, through your life, for your life, over your life. That he who began a good work will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. But the scriptures I want to read to you, I'm just going to go ahead and read them. Zephaniah 3.13 The remnant of Israel shall do no unrighteousness and speak no lies, nor shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth. For they shall feed their flocks and lie down, and no one shall make them afraid. Isaiah 1.9 Unless the Lord of hosts had left to us a very small remnant, we would have become like Sodom. We would have been made like Gomorrah. Romans 9.27 Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. So my friend, I just want to encourage you and just real life examples of how God uses something simple in your life. He's speaking to you. Are you seeing the world in in the the fear? Are you seeing them through faith? Are you seeing those things around you of what God's trying to speak or are you falling for the enemy's tricks and deception? So I want to encourage you as a lady came in for fabric she wanted to purchase fabric and there was only uh, just a little bit more left on the bolt and this is significant to me so many things about our conversation and what was happening was very significant to me and though the enemy tries to imitate it took me about a day or two processing with God many things that are happening in life What I want to encourage you is there was this bolt of fabric. She wanted one yard and there was about a yard and a half, not quite another full yard. And so if we were to cut that off, the rest of that would become a remnant. And in the world, a remnant is marked down just to get rid of it. And so knowing this, she had worked in the industry and she asked for that remnant. How much would that remnant be? Well, normally it's a remnant when it's cut off. But she was able to get the remnant still connected to the original fabric. And I want you to ponder those things. And so... What she ended up doing is because 
the printer wouldn't even work to print out a receipt for the fabric. It had to be handwritten, the order number, the fabric. She says, why don't I just take the whole bolt with me? And so I wrote out the order number, the cost, and what the manager had specified, the cost of the fabric for the yard and the cost of the remnant. They would just add on a little bit extra for the remnant. And so after that, it goes on to another person, another position to process the fabric, the remnant from the bolt. And you see, a remnant in the world is deemed as, well, there's just a little bit, let's just try to get rid of it. A remnant of God is those that he deems as his faithful. That despite apostasy and opposition, they are faithful to the Lord and his truth. Though none of us are perfect, because there's only one perfect one. When your focus is on who he is and trying to see him in all things and trying to honor him the world around you people will try to lead and use god's word and they will still lead you astray and if their heart is truly for god they're not going to try to set you up in society so that they gain and the people in and maybe it's in their churches their businesses or their judicial system We'll give them kickbacks or we'll give them extra money because they were able to do this or get this person out of the way. And so my friend, you, your heart for the Lord, speaking his truth, being faithful, you are God's remnant. And what does he say? A remnant shall be saved. Who is the one who saves? The mighty one will save. Who is the mighty one? Almighty God himself is able to do far greater than you can think or imagine. So when you focus on his word, don't let the things of the world cause you to fear. Because there was a, that scenario where God used a situation and even spoke truth. It wasn't until I saw the truth that I saw what the enemy was trying to do with some of that. You see, this person wanted to buy some fabric. They would open up their coat and show me their wound. Well, here's why I needed you to do this. I needed you to bend down because I couldn't. I needed you to get low. When someone opens their coat and wants someone to get low, what does that speak to you? What is happening in our world? But that's not how God used it. He didn't show me the, the, the things of the world, the ways of the world, what they were trying to do. They weren't successful because it was like I pointed, that's not what you're looking for. That's not what you're looking for. You see, the ways of the world will try to get you into position of guilt and shame and condemnation into their games and their stuff. But how God would use it, he might show you that hindsight 2020. He'll show you about the remnant. He'll even show you about the ransomed. Because you are ransomed in Christ. He paid the ultimate price with his life for you. And so I look up ransom, the release of a prisoner after receiving payment, obtained release by making the payment demanded. Redeem or deliver someone from punishment for sin. 
as Jesus did. Release from captivity. How did Jesus release us from captivity? When we bring it to him, we come to him, we lay it down, we ask forgiveness, we release it. He gives forgiveness for the sins of the people. It's through his forgiveness, the grace. By grace we are saved, not of works, lest anyone should boast. It is by grace. When you go to him, you take it to him one step at a time. And you see, I was reminded of situations in my life. And many times I felt like the remnant that was worthless. I felt like that, that they want to pay you low fees, low costs. And that's where the world wants to put God's people. Because if you really realize what's going on at the top, they put the layers in between. Because the more layers, it's like that game of telephone. What the original message is, if you put a whole lot of layers in there, the one at the end, by the time that message gets through all those layers, is not the same message as the original truth, as the original message. So what happens in corporate environments? By the time it gets to the people on the floor, the people that are working with the actual customers, they don't know what the original message is from the top. And they're thinking, oh, this is wonderful. We've got to do this. We're taking care of the customer. There are some things going on in between that you are so unaware of. But God will expose those things. His remnant, kingdom of heaven remnants, shall be saved. You see, unless the Lord of hosts had left a very small remnant, we would have been like Sodom and Gomorrah. God's people would have been destroyed. But there are remnants who are faithful to him. And no one shall make them afraid. What does the enemy in the world try to do? Fear. Fear is probably the greatest open door for the enemy of God to torment, to do things, to cause people shame and guilt and all sorts of things. No one has a perfect past. I don't care that church person that looks like they're all wonderful and they never did any bad thing. They, never, they were so perfect. That is not true. Everyone goes through teenage years. (laughs) Everyone goes through it. And even if they thought they were perfect, their fear of making mistakes, their fear of messing up opens the door to other things, even if they're unaware. Their fear of letting their parents down, their fear of not looking right in church, their fear of not wearing the perfect thing in church because they might be judged. So my friends, sometimes walking into that place can open up a door of fear in a different way. And some are leading God's people astray. But that's not what this is about. This one is to focus on who God is. The mighty one will save. No one shall make them afraid. And what is, yeah, they shall, they shall feed their flocks They shall lie down, and no one shall make them afraid. Some people are afraid to go to sleep because of the torment in their dreams, the torment of night, the torment of people breaking in. People are afraid to close their eyes and rest because their rest is so interrupted either by thoughts or by their subconscious or by the things externally, internally. They cannot get any rest. My friend, there is rest in Jesus. 
let the children come to me. Those who are, what is it, heavy laden, let them come to me and I will give them rest. When you call out to the Lord, he will give you rest. He will carry that burden for you. And some people go, and I've, I've even volunteered in, in one of these places with the horses where they can go and have one hour where they feel like someone is holding that space for them. That's, that someone is holding something for them where they feel the joy, they feel peace, they don't feel afraid and all that, but as soon as they leave, they're still, they're still in that environment. But when you come to Christ, you seek him, you worship your voice, lift your voice with his truth, lift your voice with his praise, lift your voice with worship to the one true God, the mighty one who will save, not can save, not might save, will save. And I know that voice that comes to me, but what about my son? But Lord, what about my son? I ask him that all the time. And you know, when he was born, when I was pregnant with him, and I've told you this, the song of my heart, you're an angel from above, sent down to earth for us to love. I sung that while he was in my womb. I sung that to him as a baby. It brought him comfort. And when he was stressed out, I would sing to him. That little thing, God placed that on my heart. And there are times when I'm struggling with this, why well, about my son? And I know a lot of moms, probably every mom is like, what about my son? They don't want to fear because fear opens the door. They're so concerned about their sons and daughters. As a parent, you never stop being a parent. Never. I am still a mom. The world could not take that away from me. God gave that to me. God gave me a gift in my son. And maybe someday I'll share even more how he used that gift in my life. My son was really good at helping people to get back to their family. But unfortunately, it was really tough on him spiritually. Because that darkness that people were running in, the world would send even more. But my son loved to see people happy, loved to see them get together and be happy and at peace. So many of his friends, he reconnected him with their family. They were running streets, they were running places. And one by one, they would be reconnected with his family in one way or another. And you know, my son brought me back to my hometown. But what God placed on my heart is that song that I would sing my son, Angel from Above. God would ask me, do you really believe that? If he's an angel from above, this is his home. He came to earth. To do things. He came here for us to love. Did I learn about love? I learned about that sacrificial love. I learned that no matter what he did, I saw that child within. I saw that heart for people. I saw that heart of him wanting to everyone to know. Everyone should know Jesus. The world convinced him, oh, that's just a childish thing. No, God says, come to me like children. I knew his heart. He loved animals. He loved his dogs were rescue. It's a rescue. I want that one. I'm like, are you sure? And we would talk about that little one. I want that one. He couldn't it couldn't be replaced. No. 
chosen. That's how God does chosen. And so my friends, God reminds me, angel from above. He will send his angels. He will send archangels. He will send warring angels. He will send heavenly hosts to battle on our behalf. So you have to trust. Be that remnant. Not cut off. You see, what God showed me was that remnant didn't have to be cut off from the original bolt in order to be the remnant. The true remnant is not cut off from the original source, God. The true remnant is not cut off from the original truth, God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The true remnant shall be saved. The true remnants will feed their flocks. You see, a remnant is not to be discarded. A remnant is God's protected ones who shall not be like Sodom and Gomorrah. When you're ransomed, God paid the ultimate price. He redeemed the lost. He redeems the sin of the world. Everyone is valuable to him because of his love. And so because of his love for you, you are one of his remnant children. God will save. And you're, oh, I almost dropped it. And see, the enemy doesn't want me to record this either. But there's times when, you know, my hand goes numb holding this thing to be able to communicate to you. God's love for you is greater than you could ever imagine. I'm still comprehending that. The things in my life, if I shared you my stories of my whole life, we would, it would probably take from now till eternity to share the detail. And same with your life. There are so many details in your life that are significant that maybe you miss. And God will redeem some things and he will show you things. He will remind you of things. Not to condemn you, not to bring you shame, to bring you hope in a future. That's what his word says. So when he reminds you of things, is it bringing guilt, shame, condemnation? All right, look again. Ask the Lord, why are you reminding me of this? Let him speak his word to you. It's okay to ask him, why am I being reminded of this? Maybe it's because there's somebody else that's struggling with that. Maybe the reminder in your life is to let you know there's a struggle in this person's life that they really need your help. Maybe it's just a kind word. Maybe it's, I don't know. Only God can speak that to you what his purpose and intentions are. Because there is someone and someone's in the world that the spirit knows how to irritate you. And so what happens? You've got this peace, you've got this joy, and then they put that junk on you and then you look like the bad guy. Because you're wrestling with things to get freedom. And if that's that thing you're wrestling with and, and you know and it's like just continues to set you off and you're just like, oh my gosh, why can't... Ugh. God's dealing with something deeper than you understand. There's a spiritual root to it and the enemy knows where that root is. But when you can recognize it and say, no, no thank you, 
There is a freedom in that. Nope, that's not for me. God, will you be the door not to let that in? The door is Jesus. He's the door. He's the gate. And so when someone has to go through the Lord to irritate you, guess what? They're going to encounter the Lord. Because if they're knocking on that door, they're knocking on, they're making contact with the Lord himself. Yeah. Even if the enemy tries to place demonic things on items. If you're like, oh man, what just happened? Lord, I don't know what that is. But just reach on and just pray. Put your hands together and pray. Where two or more are gathered. Hey, let your hands be gathered together in prayer. Put them together. Pray to the Lord saying, Lord, I don't know what just happened. But I need your love, your hope, your peace right now to be restored in this situation. Holy Spirit, come. I know you're here, but I'm inviting you. He's always with you. But I love that. Holy Spirit, come. It's an invitation because he's always there. He just wants to be invited. You know, like there's a party. Some people want to be invited. Some people want to be invited just so they can reject. Some people can't because they're like, no, they'll be invited. But it's like, that's, that's not the thing I need to go to. But thank you. So I don't know what the situation is for you. But the remnant and ransom. God is your redeemer. And a remnant shall be saved. So if you've got a remnant out there. You're thinking, oh my gosh, they're cut off from the source. No, they're not. God showed me that in that fabric. They weren't cut off from the source in order to be God's remnant, valuable. Maybe the world wanted to put a reduced price on them. And God said, nope, they're part of the original source. And you see that bolt was taken away and taken up front and it was discarded. Because someone had placed a bolt in our life to cause fear. You know, like they, this is uh, Satan fell from heaven like what, like lightning. And then some will use a bolt of um, this runner that was a bolt. How are you seeing the bolt? How are you seeing the things that are presented to you in your life? So I gave you an example of how God used my daily life. And mind you, when I, when I got called to that fabric table to find something, it was prior to the fabric table. If the woman wanted to find something, it would have placed me in a position of yuck. But I could almost see that before I walked up there. She can't bend over, wants you to bend over. Someone wants you to bend over for the world to take advantage of you. But you know what? I see this all the time, and I'm sorry, but the visual just, (laughs) I see a lot of people here, they bend over to pick something up on the floor from the waist, they bend over from the waist, sure it might stretch out your hamstrings, and when I came here, I'm like, I find myself not wanting to bend over the waist, I'm like, ew, that just what that presents, and so I would bow down, I would bend my knees, I would bend my knees, And then I realized sometimes here people have knee problems. They bend over at the waist because they have knee problems. So why is that cause for alarm? Because it's on our knees that we come to the Lord in prayer. And some people can't get on their knees. 
in prayer. The world wants you on your knees begging and, and whatever else they want you on your knees for. And I'm sorry if a visual came to mind. Take that to the Lord. Because I'll see some of that. It's like the, Lord, the, the world wants to put you in a place of shame and guilt. But when we're on our knees in prayer, and it's, remember I told you, it's the position of your heart. So if, that, if they can't get on their knees and they're like, I'm praying, I have to pray seated. You're seated at the right hand of the throne of God. It's the position of your heart. And when you're seeking him and you're like, some of the religion churches, they, <clears throat> they have to have this little knee thing because it is hard to get up and down from your knees, especially as you age. But it's the position of your heart. And if you have to stand in prayer, you're standing for God. And I would see some products being placed on the shelves that make a mockery of our nation. And I thought about that. I was like, doesn't this look disrespectful? And how much more are they doing that with God? The things of God made mockery of. But you know what? The word of God will never return void. The things of the world that make it look like that may return void. But the word of God will never return void. It will accomplish that for which it was sent. So my friend, you, Christ in you, you have the word of God in you. Where are you being sent? Where are you sent? Is it your workplace where you have to go every day? You feel like, oh, I have to go in there. you sent there. And it's really challenging and the challenges keep getting more and more might be closer to something they didn't want maybe freedom maybe salvation maybe Christ in that place maybe God's presence in that place and sometimes you're just doing what you're supposed to do you're just doing your job but God is able to be in that place because you just show up when God shows up Things have to change. Things do change. And I know in our lives, sometimes it's really difficult. And I know, and I keep going, Lord, what about, what about? How am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to do that? And even the things of God that seem religious in nature, what works for some people, it's like it was the opposite for me. His ways are higher than our ways. And we are not this mass road, super wide, super wide, wide are the gates to destruction, narrow is the path. That leads to, what is it, that leads to righteousness? The narrow way, the narrow path, the narrow gates. And you can do things like other people. Okay, well, they seem to be walking the narrow path, so I'm going to take that path. Maybe God is carving out a new path with you. And not a new path for God, but a new way people see it. I don't know. Because like all roads don't lead to God. And one of the things that I have on my podcast is, is like this road. Or it's on my, another page. it's a road. Why is that special to me? Because it is. But it's a road that was very hurtful. And it reminds me that he makes a road in the wilderness. 
and I had to drive through some wilderness country to get to my son because of the legal systems and the corruption in that dark city. I had to drive through this wilderness to just make connection with my son. And he needed to know that I wasn't going to just cut him off. There's a lot of people that cut him off. Just cut him off. They'll learn. They use the legal and the law system. Oh, this is a training ground for that. No. That's not how it's meant to be used. But God will use the things of the law and the things of the world. Of what people have fallen into. They placed just ungodly spirits on people because they knew they were intercession. They knew they saw the gift on them and they wanted to use it for their own corruption. They wanted to destroy it. A remnant shall be saved. And I'm trusting Almighty God despite the things that happen in this world, despite what they want you to believe that God doesn't care about you. Yes, He does. And I'm here to encourage you because God loves you. He cares about you. He knows what you've been through to try to help you. Even if I don't think like, Lord, I can't, I can't do that. Like, I feel like there's not freedom. There's not this, there's not that. And then Lord reminds me there is this, there is that. There is me. Because it is God who saves. It is God who redeems. It is God who ransoms. And he does it in ways that sometimes we can't even understand or comprehend. Like, how did that happen? God. The world has its way. They will use manipulation and magic and all kinds of things of the world to get what they want, to get what they need. They'll try to use horoscopes. They'll try to use, even in the Bible, it talks about the kings that tried to use their their sorcerers and their horoscope people and all that other stuff. And God says, come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest in him. Steps of faith. What is God asking of you today? Maybe it's just to be in his word. Maybe it's to meditate on a line of scripture. And then he will manifest it into your life. And he will show you. You know, he rejoices over you with singing, and then he shows me the songbird. After I cried out to those, oh, those dark birds. And then sometimes I see a different dark bird. But those ones were different. This one was different. When you see the heart of people, and maybe you see or are, are kind of warned of potential witchcraft or manipulation. But that's just so God can guard, God can guard your heart because he wants to show you their heart most of the time. He's going to show you impurity and it will be after the fact that he's like, "Yeah, you just encountered a witch." Or, "Yeah, you just encountered a sorcerer." What? Because you would have been fearful if you knew ahead of time. But the remnant will be saved. There's a lot of that that goes on. But God wants you to see the heart of people. He wants you to see them with love. Because he wants to pour out through love. He wants to pour out through purity. Some people are looking to, to provoke those things of fear and whatever because then they can gain access. But something profound, don't let them have access. 
Don't open the gates to that stuff. The remnant will be saved. No one shall make them afraid. The world is trying, always trying. Nations are led by fear. Because if they, get, if they can get the people afraid, they can get them where they want to go. And by fear, some people will run all these tests and all this kind of stuff because they, they want to in, increase their revenue. And if they can get you to fearfully buy, if they can get you to fearfully do all these tests and stuff, they make a whole lot of money. And my dog is going through some stuff. And the vet says, well, we, it could be this and this and this and this. And we need to do this test. And you need to go to a specialist. And you're going to need to do this. And you're going to need to have um, an ultrasound on, on this. And you're going to need to have x-rays on that. I said, well, let's, let's start with here. That's what I brought her in for. And I think I shared that with you. And it's the fear. But then it will be revealed. Oh, yeah, since the pandemic... All the, vet visit, all the vet visits have increased exponentially. What's happening to the pets? What's happening to the animals? What's happened to the people? Is it truly these interesting whatever phenomenon? Is it financial? I don't know. But what I do know is God says, the remnants of Israel shall... <clears throat> do no unrighteousness and speak no lies, nor shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth. For they shall feed their flocks and lie down, and no one shall make them afraid. Though the numbers of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. Unless the Lord of hosts had left us a very small remnant, we would have been like Sodom and Gomorrah. You are God's remnant, a chosen people for his righteousness. And it is because of his righteousness in you. Not because of what you can do. Not because, oh, you have the recipe, the all-powerful, that, no, it's, it's through Christ. When you step out in faith and you just allow him to lead, maybe you'll mess up, but he'll make a message out of it. Maybe you'll get it wrong, but he'll make it right. Maybe you think you stumbled and couldn't remember scripture, but he'll place it on their heart. God is able to do far greater. It's your heart, your faith, willingness to step out, willingness to risk making a mistake. But you're chosen. And when you're one of God's chosen people, and a secret for you, he chose you before you ever said yes to him. (laughs) He chose you. There's not just one particular number that can get to heaven. God created the heavens and the earth. He created all the people. God so For God so loved the world, all of it, all of it, everyone. He chose you. You said yes to him. His love in you is far greater than any darkness, any fear, anything. And it's little by little. As you learn to trust him, God works more powerfully through you. As you step another closer look, learning about him, he can do more in you, through you, around you, and for you. And just because you're struggling doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. Just because you're struggling doesn't mean he can't use you, that people aren't being saved and set free. He may not show you right now, but he hears your heart. He hears the cries of your heart. 
And he's moving long before you're even finished praying. He's doing mighty things. The mighty one will save. So go read Zephaniah 313. Go read Isaiah 1.9. Go read Romans 9.27. Meditate on his word and his truth. And let that manifest in your life. And be blessed mightily. Because the mighty one will save. And may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Dynastream's podcast. I said a prayer for you today. For more encouragements, visit our Facebook page at Dynastream LLC. That's D-Y-N-A-S-T-R-E-A-M-L-L-C. We'd love to hear from you. See you there.